missing is, right? Tell me what I'm missing, Chris. I'm gonna tell you what you're missing, right? Because you you speak about McMahon with such disdain, but you're talking about this being one of the top storylines, right? So that was awesome. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I know the truth. No, 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 right, right, right. But what I'm saying to you is when we first saw Brett spit at McMahon, we're like, what is going on? Why? Because remember, before we knew he got punched, it took a while for that, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, what it, why is he spitting on the commentator? What's going on, right? So when the interview came out, we were lied to twice because for how long did we think that you were a commentator up like 16 years? We thought you were a commentator. Now we know you're not only a commentator, you screw Brett and you own the company. So now it's like, you'll just do anything. So that's why it's not outrageous to know that he's winning Royal Rumbles because you know, oh, he'll screw anybody. He screwed a baby face Brett. Like, so now it's like, you'll do anything. So it just, it just, to what kind of owner he was so it only fed into him being the biggest heel of all time right because now it's like wait you're going to do anything and then it it then he even built it up more with the nepotism bringing his kids and bringing his wife and you're like yo how many more people are you going to bring in from Greenwich? Why? why is your son wrestling why is your daughter out here why is your son's friends week? wrestling why you see what i'm saying to you <laughs> Listen, he lifts his cap because you're like nepotism, Greenwich, money. Like just the way he was doing everything, it was like, I'm just gonna fire you because in real life, that's what he did. Again, it's a taste of real life. So he really is just a a a, a figment of who he is in real life. It's just it's just it's 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 multitude, it's, it's like multiplied. Like that's what I'm saying. He you gotta give credit to where credit is due. And Vince McMahon, even the arrogant way he used to walk to the ring. We're like, the, I the hate dumb it. walk. <laughs> Listen, the man abused Briscoe and Patterson the way Roman abuses the Usos. I'm about to make a full circle. And then for he you. said he loved them, right? Oh, I love mm-hmm. them. I appreciate them. He treated them the same way Roman did. Go ahead, they were go there to amuse him. Right. And then, oh. Oh, no, Renzi, go, Renzi. So then on top of that, again, just to kind of how the lines are blurred from his real life to the story. Have you ever heard a documentary of Shane McMahon, how the first time he got like a real hug or a, a good job was when he had that hell is the cage match with Undertaker, which how old was he? Shane like, had so he treated his own son in real life. He treated his own son horribly. Then, I mean, it, so it just blurs the lines of this is who this man is. It just, you literally sold your daughter off like oh, like this is Triple it H. this is it this is him that's what makes it so great he's the yes. horrible boss and guess what because you're getting paid you have to show up sounds about right so it sounds like a nine five to me my issue is <laughs> my issue is this my issue is this I find it difficult and maybe this is a hang up a hang-up of mine. Renzi, you're just getting to know me. Crystal and Conrad know me very well. I have issues giving nods about anything greatest of any kind to non-workers. I find it very difficult. I mean, unless you're talking about greatest manager, greatest whatever, like that's a different category. But to say that Vince, and I think you guys are all on the same page. I'm the only one kind of outside the loop on this one. About, okay, Vince is a, a Mount Rushmore type um heel in the business really 
I mean, I hear you. You guys have made some wonderful points, but we're talking about Ric Flair. We're talking about, you know, some of the greatest names of all time. Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know, people who worked every night in the ring and on the microphone, right? Vince can't even work. That's part of it. He worked the whole business. Thanks. Just not the way you wanted him to work. What are you talking about? I are you saying that I don't acknowledge this man for his expertise in creating the business that he created? No, that's, not, that's, that's not what I said at all. Say what you said again. I said he worked the whole business. That's his business. Oh, he works he's the number. Business. He's the number one worker. The man bought the whole company off of his father and closed down every other territory. There's no other man that can. Oh, so, we're, so okay. So you want to get into this, Crystal? So we're gonna reward him for being an underhanded businessman. That's what we're doing. Ain't that his character? That character is what he embellished from who he is as a real life person. Again, but if we're talking about storylines, it lines up. This man, that's what I'm saying to you. That's what makes it so great. He literally just, he just is like a super personification of who he really is. That's what makes his character and this so real because he's such a jerk like that. Like this, he literally turned the screw drop into and, and made it. And, and literally got him through a whole ratings war with WCW by putting it on his back. He put it on his back and wrote it until he was able to buy the company. There's no better villain than him. He, listen, listen. I'm going to say this real quick because I got to make sure this is known. Vince McMahon, the person... Is a scumbag. And, and I, I say that Howard, 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 I think you know that's what I'm struggling with right now. Thanks. He is a horrible person. Me and Sean talk about this every week. We're not, not like, struggling with that. We know he. We, we know, know that he's a scumbag. I'm not saying that. I'm struggling. I'm saying I'm. This. I'm gonna let Conrad finish his point. I struggle with giving Vince McMahon the moniker of greatest ever, greatest anything because of who he is as a human. That's that's, yeah. and I admit that's a problem that I have. I have difficulty separating. Yes, because, yes. because to me, winning and Conrad, it's all on you right now. Winning Royal Rumbles and world titles and being the centerpiece of your own company to me, it's like everything that he, and I'm about to give y'all something y'all didn't see coming. Everything that he ridiculed Vern Gagne about in AWA, he did it times a million. I think he understood like, hey, oh, shoot, I need to do this. And because he was, because his, like Vern Gagne, almost losing his company, his which he did. Failing. His back was against the wall and realized, I have to do what he did, multiply, because if not, Ted Turner has my my legacy in his hands. So the man did what he had to do to get to where he needed to get to. And there's no way the the commentary, the, the person who was on commentary, that Vince, that Aretha Franklin, would literally be getting washed down with beer and all types of ignorant stuff if he didn't know, listen, I got to do what I got to do to save this company. I just came out of a steroid scandal. This is happening. That Owen Hart is dead. I got to do what I got to do because the amount of bills that's coming out of here, if people need to, to make me look like Doink the Clown, that's what I have to do. And that's what he did. And he had no problem doing it because of who the type of person he is. I mean, it was a perfect, it was a perfect setup. He's already a scumbag. And this art, it, it. It, it, it works. It works for him. I have to ask people to kiss. Conrad, 
No, I was gonna say if he's gonna ask people to kiss his rear end, then he's got to go in there and take the stink face from Rikishi. From Rikishi, you know he had to do all that foolishness. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I said, I get what Sean's saying. Vince is a piece of work. I, I have a hard time even saying good things about him now. But Sean, what I'm saying is he needed heat though, because if Austin just beat him every time, what is this really worth? He had to go in there and be like, "Ah, I fooled you." with extra tactics and things like that. Every single time he had to do that. Now, what made this so successful, too, um, was the the two things. I'm trying to remember what Crystal said because I had two great points off of it. Uh, I've always told you, Sean, there is the people's choice and there's the company choice. It goes all the way back to every storyline we've ever talked about, and it's the truth, whether people want to realize it or not. The people's choice is usually punished, except for in the Attitude Era. Do you know why? Because they didn't have a choice. You had to go with Stone Cold. They didn't want Stone Cold. They had to go with Stone Cold. They want The Rock. I know The Rock's the people's champ, and everybody's like, oh, wait, what do you mean by that? Vince wanted him. That's the million-dollar smile. That's what he likes. Fast forward to Roman. Same thing, million dollar smile. The ladies love him. My wife loves Roman Reigns. Like when he comes on the TV, I always threaten, like, I'm going to turn it off because she stops, she watches. I have to sit through this whole eight minute entrance. He's she fine. likes him. It goes He's right fine. into it, it plays right into it. Vince knows what he wants. He knows that's what people want. Did he want CM Punk? No, because he no. didn't understand it because that's the people understood it. He, that's exactly what the problem is. And it's the same thing with Brett and Sean. And I'm assuming that's where you're going off of this. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going Brett, there. The perfect segment. Brett the Hitman Hart was the people's choice. He had to go with him, too. You know why? Steroid scandal. But he always tried to revert away from it, but he had to go back because the other guys weren't good enough. And Sean was his choice. You know something? I can't stand any any of the three of you guys right now, but it's all oh, good. Man. I'm glad I'm glad that you got no. I'm I'm being facetious, obviously. So I I appreciate it because you know what? It's I can step down off my off my soapbox and be real with you guys. I have an issue with with him as a person, but your the business obviously wouldn't be where it is today without him, right? Um, let's transition a little bit, right? So Austin and and McMahon definitely on the Mount Rushmore of of rivalries in the history of this. Right. And Conrad pointed it out perfectly. The next the next perfect segue, and we're gonna start off with Renzi on this one, is HBK and Brett, right? HBK and Brett kind of is what led into Austin become coming to prominence, kind of like de facto, right? But HBK and Brett started, I mean you could easily say it started back um Heart Foundation versus the Rockers, but obviously it didn't come to prominence until our to our to forefront of our mind until nineteen ninety-two. When they faced each other in their first Survivor Series main event, some people forget about that. In '92, they faced each other at the Survivor Series in the main event. Uh, Brett as the uh, world champion, Shawn Michaels as the Intercontinental champion. We kind of all knew that Brett would win. Brett just won the title from Flair about a month earlier. Shawn was on the rise. Would eventually become one of the greatest Intercontinental champions of all time. But as time would pass, Brett was the man. HBK was on the rise. HBK was winning Intercontinental Championships, main eventing WrestleManias, not quite getting over the hump. He ends up winning in 96. Take us from there, Renzi. Brett loses the title at the WrestleMania in Anaheim Mm -hmm. in the Ironman match. 
Brett goes off the scene. HBK's the man. Brett returns in November to face Austin. Tell us in your mind what really took this rivalry, as they both say in their own words, from a friendly rivalry to outright hatred between the two in real life. I think it turned into outright hatred because so HBK was in the clique, right? Mm-hmm. And the clique were the bad boys. And I feel like Bret Hart was kind of the, the goody two shoes um, of, you know, the locker room. And uh, HBK was just arrogant. And he just did what he kind of wanted to do and just had a mouth on him and this and that. I don't think Bret really cared for that. Um, so I kind of think that's really what it started that, you know, that locker room, how they are. Brett just like, I'm not really feeling this dude. He's just not my cup of tea. I don't like it. And then, like I said, I just feel like kind of Brett gave off that kind of goody two shoes kind of vibe. Um, and then, so when they go ahead and have this rivalry, like it, it's working because one, they're both great technicians. Like, let's just keep it, let's keep it above. Literally, they're both absolutely great in the ring. Um, so that works, and that the fact that their personalities are completely different, I think that absolutely works. Um, but I think it takes a turn when HBK has his moment where he says uh, he has sunny days. Oh boy. Um, so it takes that turn when he states that uh, he has sunny days and kind of making it seem like he had something going on with Sunny. Mm-hmm. And then Brett has to answer to his family the next day, like, hey, dad, we cheating on mom, you know, we thought you guys were just cool. So then that, then I think I heard that he went in the next day or whatever, and like, they just really had it out. Um, so yeah, I think that just the way, you know, HBK just was, Brett was not feeling it, and then just his disrespect just made it even, even worse. Renzi set the table for going into Survivor Series perfectly. That's exactly what led him to Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Conrad, we all know what happened at Survivor Series, right? And we probably could all wrap our head around why HBK made the decision that he made, as in going along with the decision that Vince made, right? Well, it was his idea, kind of, too. Well, it was. That's about it was was it triple I think it was Triple H's idea. So Triple H stayed. It's been debated H. whose idea it was. Ben, so Triple H was debated. like Yeah, so Triple H is like, hey, if he's not gonna do business, let's make him do business. Uh-huh. So then Vince is like, okay, what are we gonna make him do? So then HBK basically says, you know what? In this moment, I'll go ahead, put him in the sharpshooter, ring the bell. Like it was literally Sean's idea to do the ring the bell. But then, of course, we find out later, even when they were um, after the match, and um, Brett was like, hey, do you know anything about this? And he's like, no, I swear to God, I don't. I don't well, he know. definitely lied to his face. You, he definitely lied to his face. That's what I'm saying. I also feel like, right, I also feel like, remember, at this point, uh, Triple H was still on punishment. Who was listening to him talking about what people were going to do? I highly doubt that. Well, no, no, I, I, gotta, I, I, wanna, I wanna cut you and then I'm gonna let you continue. Triple H had pulled because he was Shawn Michaels' boy. Mm-hmm. I aware, but still, you can be somebody's boy and the boss is still annoyed with you. Let's be very clear about that, right? Like, you can do whatever. You were still on punishment for what happened a couple of months before. One, two, remember, this is really having to do with Jim Cornette, Patterson, and them sitting at that table 
going through all of the rivalries from years before to say, how do we make them do this? I don't believe it came from a wrestler. I honestly be believe that it came from the higher ups of what to do, right? I don't, I really believe that it, it, it had to do with them sitting at a table and saying, listen, what is something that has not been used in a really long time? Because before the Montreal the school job, we didn't, we, we thought we never saw stuff like this, but it happened back in the territory days. Facts. So I really believe that it's something that they sat at that table and I was like, listen, we can't let another remember medusa took that belt to wtw and threw it in the garbage vince was not having that happen again mm -hmm. so i don't think it's something that triple h like hey boss i know i know i know i don't think that happened like that i honestly believe this came from the higher ups like what was done in the 50s what was done in the 60s if he's not going to do it and again brett had full control of, of his character it was in the contract so before he left so that I don't I believe that only came for those higher ups because they were like, listen, he's gonna have to be mad, but he leaving anyway. I mean, I, I like I I I don't think that I I honestly believe at that point in time, Triple H was so scared for his job. I don't think he was speaking up like that. That's not the Triple H from now. That's not that's not Paul Levesque from now. That's somebody that his friend screwed up so bad. His friend was the champion who he literally used to have to hold up because he was on so many drugs, mm -hmm. right? So, and he, he was the designated driver because he didn't drink, he didn't do drugs, he didn't do anything. So I think he was so scared for his job because he knew he wasn't the breadwinner. He wasn't talking like that. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Comrades, set the stage. The ladies did a good job. But let's continue to, Let's continue going through Survivor Series. Like, we already know how it played out, but at the same time, there was many, many variables within the match and obviously following the match that made this rivalry what it was even to the point where after brent had already went to atlanta it was still in full effect i mean this is what spawned off dx and nwo the whole nine yards it's still talked about today i don't know why i think it's because of the interesting theories because everyone says they had a part in it russo said he thought of it Cornette said he thought of it i believe Cornette did it i believe Cornette said it out of frustration the one day he was like you know what just screw somebody then just do that yep. then if you're gonna if you can't make a decision and then the went off. Go home, he was frustrated yeah he was tired of sitting at that table all day he hated being in connecticut already so he was like you know what let's just he let's just call it a deal and I think he just put the idea in someone's head, and then he was like, maybe it was my fault that I shouldn't have said that. What are wrestlers going to do? They're going to embellish. I bet Triple H said that. Let's do business for him and all that stuff. Like, they were going to beat him up. But I think Triple H tells the story now, like, maybe I was the mastermind behind You know, it makes it intriguing, and people maybe will get more into it with them. Yeah. But this stage was set. By the way, I wanted to say this before. Small little fact. Remember when we were talking about the Mega Powers? Do you know who the two wrestlers were that got beat up backstage during that? The two wrestlers got beat up backstage during the, the ambulance? The Mega Powers when Elizabeth was on the gurney or the well, stretcher. Brutus Beefcake was one of them. No. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart when they were the Rockers and in the Hart Foundation. Go back and watch the real segment. Just wanted to point that out there. It was just like, oh, that's funny. See, always behind something. I'm, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to go back and look. Yeah, back. <laughs> yeah. They get, they get, they get beat down a little bit, but um, Hogan always picking on somebody. Good God, nobody liked Hogan. She like for real, man. And I was, nobody I was a Hulkamaniac. Hogan. I was a Hulkamaniac, and I am ashamed, bro. 
I am ashamed. Listen, he says say your prayers and eat your vitamins, and that's what we did, right? Like, yeah, well, I still say my prayers, but I'm not eating no damn And he was on the roids. Let's keep it above. Those are the vitamins. All right. Go. Only twice, our brother. Only twice. Right. He got arms this big, but the rest of his body Man. With, with this storyline, I think what made this one beautiful is the thing that the ladies have mentioned multiple times. Realism. Because this isn't really a storyline. If you look at what wrestling-wise they did, Brett and Sean could have did way more stories and actually did stuff with each other. Oh, it was sure. all fueled off of real speculation, real things happening. Brett beating up Sean backstage, pulling his hair out. Someone's got that hair somewhere to this day probably. Jim Cornette. And, and sold it on Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette has oh. it. That's filthy. <laughs> Probably because he wanted to see Sean get beat up too, though. But Sean talked all that message. Sean always took his beat downs and just kept on moving, I guess, with whatever the times were. That happened. Sean's buddies left, so he's losing power as well. So people are probably happy the click's gone. Maybe Brett should run things. Brett's also on his way out because they can't pay him the money, even though they had the money later. But he signed the contract, which don't get me started on any of this mess. It turns into a bunch of filth. Mm. But... The realism is what wraps this whole thing around, and that's what people love. And that's what people can get behind with the bloodline again. It wraps all the way back around. These are his real cousins. This is his real family. This is what they really do. They have lineage in that company. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Vince owes them. We can get into that another time, because I think I know where it stems from, but Vince owes them favors. And when they do what they do, they say that they're the best. It's been proven. Now you've got The Rock. You've got Rock's daughter down in NXT. And look at this. Roman's on top right now doing this thing, and the family is all eating from it. Thanks. It plays right into it. I, I want to tag in a little bit, and I want anybody to jump in off of this. Let's continue correlating back to the bloodline, right, ladies and gentlemen? Mega Powers, the woman was the prize, right? Maybe the title as well. Brett and Sean... Supremacy in the business. Who's the man? Who's number one? Stone Cold in Austin. Who's the real boss? Who's the real man in charge? Fast forward 25 years, we're still trying to figure out who's in charge. Is it Jey Uso? Is it Roman Reigns? And it's a crazy thing because often life, and especially life in professional wrestling, it repeats itself time and time and time again. And as we kind of come down the home stretch here, I really want to focus on the bloodline itself. Because we are standing, ladies and gentlemen, on the doorstep, as I said when we started the show tonight, of what could be the biggest, and I'm going on the record here, the biggest full circle moment in the history of the business. Everybody in the chat, Crystal, Renzi, Conrad, you hear what I said? We are standing on the doorstep of what could be the biggest full circle moment in the history of the business, which is why I say the bloodline could not be considered the greatest storyline of all time. And I know that sounds contradictory, but the reason why I say that is because it's not going to happen. I nobody wants Jay Uso to win that belt on Saturday more than me. Nobody. But I know it's not gonna happen. And my question to you guys is when it doesn't happen, 
and boy do I hope I'm wrong, when it doesn't happen, what does this all mean? Anybody, feel free to jump in. What it means is they're still building. This is not, this bloodline story is nowhere near done. I understand that the person that you're completely behind, Jay Uso, is not. No, no, I'm, I'm going to touch you, Crystal, and I'm going to let you go after I touch you. Don't make that mistake. I know it comes across that way. I see where you're going. Conrad probably thinks the same way. Renzi, my first time doing a show with her, she probably thinks the same way. I'm not saying it because I'm a Jay Uso fan. I'm saying it because I'm a wrestling fan. This needs to come full circle for it to make sense. Go. But why does it have to come full circle now? It's been three years. It's been three years. But that's but your timing. That's your timing. Right. But this is my thing. Who says at the time? You got some things you gotta you gotta rock slow. This is not something that I feel like people are tired of yet. I'm not tired of it yet. You see what I'm saying to you? So now all of a sudden it has to end at SummerSlam. There's no way. Like, I honestly believe, like, I understand what you're saying, but there's still so many parts of this that still, they have not. Let me explain something to you. The day I see all of the, all of the, um, the elders come to the table, there's still, there's still stuff that's missing in the storyline. Like, for real, like, when they say, oh, you know what, Th this is going to be, I forgot what they call it now, um, Tribal court. The tribal I need to see all. Court. I need well, try right tribal court. I need to see all the elders there. I want to like. There's so many things that have not happened yet to come to fruition that they can play with this. Why does this summer have to be the end? Okay, I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna interject again and let you continue again. And believe me, Renzi, I'm done. Dead. Okay, so I'm gonna say what I gotta say. That I'm gonna pass it to Conrad and Renzi as well. I want everybody's take on this. I'm not saying that it should end with Jay Uso winning the championship. I'm saying that Jay Uso can win the championship. He can become tribal chief or they can jostle for being tribal chief. I know that we're so, as wrestling fans, as WWE, well, I'm not a WWE fan. I'm a Bloodline fan, but I'm not a WWE fan. I haven't been a WWE fan for a while. I know we all have gotten behind Roman Reigns. It's the comeback story of the year. Conrad said it earlier. He was the guy that was supposed to be the man 10 years ago. And now he's the man. He's finally figured it out. In, in summer of 2020, he figured it out. He figured out what version of himself, similar to John Cena, similar to others in the past, have figured out what the best version of himself was. Rocky Maivia wasn't going to be crap. He found his way to the rock, and he became one of the greatest of all time. Cena all the way up to Roman Reigns, right? I'm not hating on Roman Reigns. I love Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is great as the tribal chief, but even Roman Reigns, I'm sure if you talk to Roman Reigns behind the scenes, Roman Reigns would say, I don't have a problem passing it off to my brother, as long as it makes sense. And you can't tell me, and I'll challenge anybody in this, in this show right now, that's why I have you guys here to give your opinions, I challenge anybody that, to tell me that if Jay Uso becomes the undisputed champion after everything he's been through, Again, 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 WWE don't get much right, in my opinion, but they hit this one out the park. My thing is, are you going to forfeit this three-year journey and just wait? And by the way, and just wait 
for Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 40? Really? Anybody else, feel free to jump in. So I really don't want them to wait for Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 40. Um, however, just to be a realist, I do not see Jay winning SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I don't see it because, as Crystal already stated, this story, granted, it's really nowhere close to being done. Roman, in my opinion, needs to retain the title at least until WrestleMania 40. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the best thing that absolutely makes sense. Um, and I'm here for it being Jay, even then. Like, we want to really talk about full, full circle. Yes, that would absolutely be full circle because Jay's the first one to pin him what, a few years ago. He pinned him again um, at Money in the Bank. And then I don't know if anyone caught that. So 10 years ago, Jay pinned Roman Reigns, correct? With uh, the tag team match where, look at the placement of where Jimmy was and where Jay was when he actually pinned Roman. Frog, frog Splash, okay, cool, pinned Roman. It really did the exact same thing for Money in the Bank. So that actually came full circle how they pinned Roman. Yep. Um, so for Jay to win it, but to take the titles off of Roman Reigns, yes, of course that makes full circle. However, right now, just is not the time. Roman needs to hold those titles, at least for WrestleMania 40. We got to figure it out what we're going to do with Solo, if they're going to have, because um, I know his brother, was it Miko, Mika, Miko, Tattoo? is um wrestling right now see if he comes up see what Zilla's tattoo is going to do so it's just too much that needs to happen and roman just needs to keep it i respect y'all's opinion conrad give me something i know what you're going to say but uh i'm just gonna you know grit my teeth and bear it go ahead jay uso's not winning this title <laughs> anybody who believes that yeah. no chaser no chaser Straight with the straight with the X on it. It's just a fact. He's not he's not winning this championship on Saturday. So if you got money on it, save your money. Listen to me. He's not walking out with the title. If he wins, I will be shocked. You will you will probably see a dumb face reaction from me on somewhere on social media where I'm like, what? Why did they do this? The money has already been decided when Cody came back. Still haven't watched that doc, by the way, Sean, that you watched. Mm -hmm. Great. Cody I need to Rhodes. watch it. I'm going to watch it today. Cody Rhodes. Hey, Renzi, be prepared not... for the disrespect of AEW. I'll just throw that in there. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Don't, I don't I don't even want to get on that rant because I'll go off about that. Right. But Cody Rhodes came back, and he got the bag. You know he got millions for it. I don't know why you didn't see the value before, but apparently you see it now. So they were like, let's get Cody because there's competition in the way. This is just like that secondary market comment they made. They know that AEW is hotter than they think it is. They don't want to admit to it because they, they want to act like bullies. Because if you didn't care about AEW, they're not competition. Why do you do things to counter-program them? Why do you do things that you're like, you know what? I'm really trying to uh, mess them up. You know, or they'll say little shots like that. I get why AEW does it because they want to be seen on the same level. Why are you doing it though if you're above that level in your mind? Whatever. Cody Rhodes is getting this title. He probably asked for it when he came back. The one thing I never did was win the world title. Yeah, I need that to happen. My daddy never won it either. <laughs> one time for Dusty. 
Matt, I see Matt. What Matt Lopez is saying, I hear him. I hear you, bro. You're going to be disappointed. Yes, sir. Believe in it, and you're going to be disappointed. Cody is getting the <laughs> title, no matter what, because I told you it's the story of what it tells the AEW guys. I, you want MJF to come over? You better give Cody this title. How are you going to treat me if I come over here? They're all eyes are on them from AEW. How are you going to treat me if I come over? What are you going to do with me if I trust you with storylines? Because most of the time, most of the people didn't believe in them before this. So Cody's the one that's being watched. You want Ricky Starks? Do it. And do do it. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to. And this you know why? Because then they don't they don't have to do any work. There's no NXT for them. Give me Ricky Starks. Put him on the main roster, and I'll show you how we should you should have used them because they have all that time, and then they'll just make the guys who they have mad. Okay, go away. I don't need you. I'll come get you when you become hot again. That's how WWE operates. I don't know how people don't see this. Cody's going to get this. My question is, once you give it to Cody, is it going to be a mistake? Because yeah. is he going to lose his skin? Yeah. I'm not feeling this Brock feud. So yeah. I, it might yeah. be a mistake. Oh, I'm not feeling That's the old. Brock feud either. I'm over the Brock feud. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm not I'm not a fan. It's not it does it didn't it doesn't hold me captive like him and Seth. Yep. Because again, like we stated, there's a purpose. Him and Seth really do not get along. They actually really got real beef. They really don't get get along. Granted, I don't think Brock likes any freaking body. Um, but I still don't understand what was. Did we ever get a clear answer of the initial beatdown from we're gonna do a no. tag team and then like no. did we actually get an answer of like what happened? No. And you know that WWE is famous for just not giving an explanation. You just sitting there like, no, so I don't understand. Like I was crazy. Well, not really, Conrad. Y'all, you two ladies looked at me like I was crazy when I said the only thing popping in WWE is the bloodline. Y'all were like, oh, it's not that bad. No, no, no. that's not true. No, I, I, I agree, agree with you. I agree with you. I remember I, I was like, y'all thought I was being a little too hard on the product. No, no, I didn't. And then oh, you so said possibly LA Knight. No, okay. you said possibly LA Knight. My mistake. My mistake. Okay. My yeah, mistake. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And it's I said to you, the reason why is the realism. It's the okay. realism, right? But I also feel like, too, one thing that I will say is the bloodline, cre- there's so many of this family in here this can go on for generations you're talking about a specific feud right a specific feud of the bloodline but what they created can go on because what they did is it literally it literally preceded them right like like they they have it it's been here they just now named it because mm-hmm. when they name it remember it started from peter Maivia. So mm-hmm. it's just gonna go on. You're just talking about a segment of Roman and Jay, but there are different things that they can keep catapulting with this bloodline. Once the other people come up from NXT, one Umaga son is finished training when he's training. This is not gonna end. You're talking about a feud, a part of a feud of the bloodline, but this bloodline goes strong because you're including you're including the rock, you're including wild Samoa, you're including Fatu, you're including all these people, like like. You're, you could include Nia oh, Jack. Like, you're not, this is not something that's just for now. Who, who, who's The Rock? Who's that? Oh, you mean Dwayne? Oh, my fault, my fault. My fault. Dwayne, yes. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Okay. No, I didn't, I didn't know who The Rock was. I just don't remember that. I'm sure. I know. I know. We've had this conversation. <laughs> Ray, you, 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 you had to think about it for a second, but you got, like, who's The Rock? Like, who's Crystal? Conrad, who's The Rock? Like, who? Is he, does he wrestle? 
No, apparently mm -hmm. not right now. I mean, leave that man alone. They keep alluding that he's coming. He's coming to SummerSlam because oh. Grayson Waller is talking to him and doing the people's elbow and all this and that. I'm like, and there's a writer strike. Ramsey, I brought you in just like I brought in Crystal, and because I've been working with Conrad for all these years, I brought you in, Ramsey, because you're smart. You know <laughs> that Rock ain't coming back. Of course he's not. I, I know he's exactly. not. But he's not. He's not making it seem as if. Because Grayson Waller is talking to him or whatever. I'm like, okay. Look, we're about to wrap this thing up. This has been a lot of fun. Um, you guys are on top of your games. And I want to give a big shout out to every I'm, – I'm a cornball like that. I don't care. I'm me. I'm going to give a shout out to everybody in the chat because I appreciate each and every person in here. Um, we're going to start from the top. Jocelyn, Derek, um, Doug, Quills, XGW, appreciate you. Lego is in the building. Um, Quills, my guy, McKinney, my brother, appreciate you. Gamble, my brother, Legoat, I see you. Positively E, Gamble again. Who else is in here? Um, oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. So many people. Derek again. Everybody's in the building. Listen, oh, Emlezy for Sheezy, of course. OB1, appreciate you, my guy. Listen, before we get out of here, though, oh, Joel's in the building. Appreciate you, my G. Like I said, we're standing on the doorstep where it could be historic. We all know this is probably not going to happen. When this whole thing finishes, whenever it may be, whether it's WrestleMania 40, whether it's WrestleMania 440, how will we remember the bloodline and where will it stack up against the greatest storylines of all time? Will we consider the bloodline when it's all said and done? As The Rock would say, when all the dust settles and when all the smoke clears, um, where will the bloodline end up? Let's start with Renzi. I mean, we the ones, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it'll, to me, it'll stay to the test of time because, again, how I judge, and I don't know if it, everyone else is like that, I'm not for sure, but one, how I judge the best storylines of all time because, like I've stated previously, what are you doing for the business? How are you are you getting other people over? That's why people on my TikTok want to argue with me up and down about the NWO. Um, because who did they put over? Like, who are you putting over? Who are you putting on? Who? How is this um, storyline? Is it saving your business? What is it doing? Um, so for me, it's definitely going to stand the test of time. It's going to be, for some, the best storylines of all time, like myself. Or one of the greatest. Like, you can't, you really can't deny it. Number one, because Roman Reigns is a superstar. He is absolutely a superstar. And how he is putting his family on. I mean, it, it's, it's great, in my opinion. Awesome. Crystal, talk to me. Bloodline, stack them up. We've had about an hour and a half conversation. It's been so good. I was planning on going for an hour, went for an hour and a half, and it's all been top tier. Um, where does the bloodline stack up? You, you've been around for the whole shebang. Talk to us. Um, they're definitely gonna, they're, they're definitely top two of storylines. Top two. I definitely believe they're top two of storylines. I honestly believe that this is nowhere near done and I'm enjoying every part of this. I'm enjoying every part of it. I'm, I'm enjoying that they're singling out different bloodline characters to get their shine they're also not dumbing down people solo's getting his shine jay's getting his sign jimmy's getting there's nobody that's 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 in the background even Heyman. you see what i'm saying to you so the way that this is done this is epic i, I would definitely say them top two 
I respect it. Conrad, talk to me. Yeah, um, this is this is going to be one of their better storylines of all time. I think when you when it's all said and done, when the dust settles. It's going to be uh, really good for, for what they've done. I think that, you know how when people bring up, you know, you see some brothers getting together, Bobby Lash is getting some brothers together. Are they going to reform the Nation of Domination anytime someone from that family starts to rise up after this? Mm-hmm. They're going to say, they should redo the bloodline. I'm calling it now. You will hear it in the future. They should redo the bloodline again with them. You could put these three in there. You could put these four in there. And it's just going to continue on. And you're going to hear about it for generations. Probably until we're old men, Sean, sitting in a chair, watching wrestling still, sitting there like, what are they doing this week? What? Why do we watch all the time, Sean? Because out of hope and habit. We hope that it gets better, and we've watched it all our lives. And that is the purpose of professional wrestling. We always seek to be entertained. It's supposed to be fun. I know we get into it, and we talk about our theories and our debates and all this, but that's what it's really about. Is pro wrestling really fun? And uh, this storyline, I don't think it's going to end right away. It's the it's the money maker. Why would you end this if it's getting you ratings? If it's bringing you in the most money that you've ever made? Like they they have a lot to think about when it comes to WrestleMania. And do you really want to end this? Do you really want to do this? And what's the next plan going forward? Well, you know, for me, first of all, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for being on the show. You add such flavor to the show. Appreciate you. Um, you know, as we as we get ready for SummerSlam, and we, we all pretty much know that what's going to happen at SummerSlam. For me, I think the bloodline is going to go down in the Mount Rushmore of one of the one of the greatest storylines of all time. I, I think that you need a payoff. I think you need a significant payoff. I don't think Cody winning the title at WrestleMania 40 is that payoff. But at the end of the day, all we can do is hope for the best, right? Um, the payoff could be Solo rising to prominence and Solo being the tribal chief. You never know. Um, but at the end of the day, you're talking about you're talking about a storyline that involves a family, like Renzi said, drama, like Crystal said, history, like um, Conrad said, and you're talking about the, in my opinion, the greatest tag. Now I'll give them that, the greatest tag team of all time. I know that's very debatable, but I would give the Usos the nod on that. Um, Roman Reigns has definitely scaled himself up to a top 10 performer of all time. Um, Solo's up and coming. And Paul Heyman's, in my opinion, the second greatest manager of all time, Bobby Heenan, in my opinion. Um, so it's definitely it's definitely a good thing. At the end of the day, though, we just have to wait and see what happens. I personally think Jay winning would be the cherry on the Sunday, but I am not holding my breath. <laughs> so... You know, we will see how it all plays out. Renzi, please tell everybody once again where they can find you. Um, I know you're killing it out there in KC. Let everybody know what's going on. Absolutely, yeah. Just go ahead. Um, all social media platforms. Uh, Renzi Wright, you can see right there. Just um, my name on the screen. Just put them together. Um, TikTok, Instagram, mainly um, YouTube as well. So yeah, just just check me out. No doubt, no doubt. Crystal, talk to the people. Multiple, over the top entrepreneur. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Instagram. So uh, my company is Welcome to the Mid-30s. Or you can find me on my personal page, which is Day in the Life of Chris. That's what's up. That's what's up. Conrad, talk to everybody in, in this chat, man. I, I, Conrad's a humble soul, so I'm going to say it for him. 90% of my audience is because of the rub that my brother Conrad gave me. Everybody in here, you know, I met. they met me through Clash of the Podcast. 
So I salute my brother Conrad, even though he always says, Sean, it's on you. You're doing your thing. Take credit for yourself. I'm a humble man. I speak the truth. So thank you, Conrad. Tell everybody what it is, man. Um, yeah. Sean did all the work for this, so we appreciate him. So make sure you guys subscribe to his channel. Follow the ladies as well. You guys know, you see the at. That's where you can find me on Twitter, uh, threads, whatever you're looking for me on, at EPW Show. You can type it in on YouTube, subscribe to everything pro wrestling. Me and Sean go live every Monday for Clash of the Podcast, 6.05 Eastern Standard Time. Come on in. We talk some pro wrestling. Always fun. I do Dynamite reviews after uh, every Wednesday, AEW Dynamite. I love talking pro wrestling. Hit me up whenever you guys want at EPW show. Sean, thank you for putting this together and having us all on. We appreciate you for that. So thank you, brother. Of course. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you guys very much. Everybody in the chat, Conrad Thompson in the building. That's a big look for me. Appreciate that. JJ, I think I got you already. Big shout out to you again, Jocelyn. Positively, E, if I didn't see you, I thank you, McKinney, everybody in the building. We appreciate you. Um, as I always like to say, signing off, um, y'all know how to reach me, Hub Wrestling, um, Hub Wrestling Weekly on TikTok, um, all that good stuff. But more importantly than that, God bless, and remember, evil never prevails. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.